join us for episode 131 of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. My name's Dave, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Wayne, as we continue our analysis of James Cameron's cyberpunk thriller Dark Angel, starring Jessica Alba, Michael Weatherly, and Ashley Scott. Tonight, here to discuss episode nine of season two, titled Medium is the Message. But before we get to that, Wayne and I, as always, want to remind you that we'd love to hear from you via email at sci-fi tv rewatch at gmail.com or at the website where you can leave a voicemail via the leave voicemail tab. You can also record your own audio clip and send the MP3 as an attachment or just send us a tweet at sci-fi tv rewatch. And we'd encourage you to consider joining the Facebook group and join the discussions there. All right, man, we're, we're like a day or two behind recording because we're recording on Friday, November 6th. But uh, we did release a take five that you did. It was pretty darn cool, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not a big zombie fan, but I definitely I know. enjoyed listening to. And it's weird. I mean, this kind of goes back when we used to listen to the podcast Hexed, where, you know, they're talking about shows that we weren't watching. But, you know, it was just cool. But hockey, man, I had <laughs> I, I had to put my my plug for Youngblood on the website. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I won't say it was a an inadvertent admission because I thought of Young Blood and I didn't include it. I thought Young Blood was okay. Uh, I haven't seen. I guess probably the thing that that I I didn't include it in the list was I just hadn't seen it in so long. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the other so, thing I didn't realize was there, there are at least four zombie shows on right now. I mean, are there any yeah. that you're not watching? Um, I don't know. Because I'm not watching him. I, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, you know, not not to go too far off topic because this is still on topic, but I did catch a headline. I didn't read the story yet. The Baltimore Sun reported that Baltimore is in good shape to weather the zombie apocalypse. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure how that all works out. but Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to read the story. a lot story. of water around it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like zombies aren't good with water. So. Okay. okay. All right. Well, you know, in, in sci-fi news, I wanted to mention that the five... A lot of guns, I think, probably. Is What's a that? A load of guns. There's lots of guns in Baltimore, well, they... so I think maybe <laughs> maybe that's... What, if the zombies come, we, they'd be mowed down in a second. Okay, <laughs> as long as they shot for the head. Right, exactly. All right. But everyone knows that. All right, well, listen, the five-year run of Showcase's Lost Girl has ended as the series finale aired on October 25th in Canada. And while the U.S. still awaits the airing of the final eight episodes on Sci-Fi, we're, I'm pretty sure that hardcore fans, even those outside of Canada, have viewed the ending of this, you know, really unique show. And you know, I, you're not going to talk about it because I haven't. No, seen no, no, it, no. We're you? not going to talk about it. I, but right. I just thought we should, you know, acknowledge like, don't, that. Don't go dropping spoilers on me like I'm that. I'm not going. Like, it's not. I'm okay, not spoiling right. anything. Okay. All right. Um. Or well, obviously we're going <laughs> to. Well. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to discuss each of the final episodes when it airs on Sci-Fi in 2016. And, you know, I think I did tell you, I have seen episode 509, but I haven't gone beyond that. So, okay. All right. Now, speaking of shows that we disagree on, I, I know this will come as a shock to uh, you guys out there that Wayne and I disagree on something. But yeah. as I tweeted the other day, I, I think I'm done with the leftovers after episode 205's Depressathon with with the ninth doctor Matt's descent into the abyss that is his life now. And I mean, I get that this is a huge part of what the show's about, but for me, it's just too much. I mean, 55 minutes devoted to one character. I mean, it worked with Gemma Simmons, but not so much here. Now, was it you that told me that Damon Lindelof has said that he has no intention of revealing how or why? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I posted that on uh, on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, okay, and, and and I, you know, I get that, and, and I respect that he said that so that people like me aren't hanging on. Right. But, uh, but apparently, you were until. Well, I, I was, yeah, <laughs> and you know, because I mentioned, you know, the way season two opened up with that that prehistoric right. mother giving sure. you know, beer and all of that, and I thought, okay, they're going to explore this, you know, portal between time or whatever it is. Apparently not. Nope. Well, I mean, they might explore a portal through time, but they're not going to, they're not going to, you know, I mean, and again, that could be like, you know, just so people don't bother him about it, you know, mm-hmm. like he might say, if if I don't catch this in the bud, everyone's just always going to be asking me, what's the deal? What, what happened? Why did that happen? So he just says out front, listen, you're not going to find out why it happened or how it happened, or anything like that. And so people, it just shuts down the whole conversation. And then maybe later he actually does tell. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not putting it beyond him to kind of pull a double fake on that one, you know? Okay. But still, you got, you know, I'm, I'm just going with what he said that, and we talked about this last year, I think we talked about The Leftovers, how it's really not about the event. It's called The Leftovers, right? Right. It's about the people who are left behind and how they deal with it. And this whole thing of Miracle is just, it's crazy. I mean, Miracle is insane. Yeah. Like how could you, I mean, like you thought it was a bad episode, but like just like the whole world of that, of the the shanty town outside of Miracle, it's unbelievable, you know? Yeah. And I mean, again, your post, I, I think, made me realize that, that that wasn't the approach that the showrunners and the writers plan to take and, and that's fine I, I get that it is a character study it's just that it's and i like dark it's just that it's just getting too dark for yeah. me i got you and, I, and that's like probably like the the main criticism of it it's just so effing depressing you know and, and matt is definitely not my favorite character i really like, <laughs> i really like nora well, Nora, yeah, Nora's the best, and, absolutely. And I like the family. I like Kevin. I like the yep. I forget the daughter's name and, and the fact that they've got Jill. Holy Wayne's child. Yeah, yeah. And then I we don't see them for Lily, a whole right? Yeah, but there's so many other fascinating characters, like uh, the new guy John and his family. Yeah, you know, like last week he got shot, and then he just goes to his calls his wife. I've been shot. It's just like, all right, honey, come on by, <laughs> yeah. come on by the office. I'll, I'll stitch you up. I'm like, this family is awesome, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a, it's, it's probably prejudiced that I'm just a massive, massive Christopher Eccleston fan. Um, even before he was Doctor Who, I was, I, I, I liked him. Uh, and after 28 Days Later, I was like, man, this guy's awesome. You know, I, I really, really like Matt, and I really, I find his character just so absolutely complex and fascinating. And um, you know, we were talking about why he gets up on that scaffold. I don't think I can really, you know, like I'm, I'm, all I can say is because I said, you know, he, he feels obviously he has to atone for something. And you were like, well, for what? What has he done wrong? And that's like, that's a good question. You know, what has he done? Wrong? I said, possibly have sex with his wife while she's like comatose, right? Unless he really felt like she was awake. I, did he sure. literally hallucinate that? No, and I think he really did think she was awake, but I think even now he's starting to wonder whether that was real or not, you know? Just like Kevin seeing Patty, like, you know, she tells him, don't go in the car before he even sees the car. So 
is it just a figment of is it just part in his mind or is this something supernatural that's happening you know yeah all right, stop um, talking. You're gonna make me start watching it again. You're gonna, you gotta watch it, dude. It's, it's, it's real. I know, and no, it's depressing. I know that's the big knock on. And honestly, I don't think it's gonna get a third season. So you know, give it. There's only like what five more episodes. So yeah, yeah, it's just five more weeks, five more hours of your life. Yeah. Well, I haven't looked at the ratings, so you could be right about. I, I, I think I because I, you know, I told you I listened to the um, the push show recaps right. uh, on it and. They mentioned today the ratings are just going down, down, down. Like they're under a million now, I guess, mm-hmm. which is, you know, for an HBO show especially. So, Well, although it's difficult to compare it because, you know, obviously the juggernaut that is Game of Thrones, those numbers aren't real. Right. So I'm not sure what a real, a normal HBO show gets, but it sounds like uh, these guys have done their homework rating wise so i guess they know what they're talking about yeah i guess i trust them so. but uh there's just something about it. and like you know i i read your post so i actually kind of went into it expecting it to suck like i was thinking this is going to be a bad episode and then as, as it keeps going like man i think i think i really like this you know and, if, and again i'm a big christopher eccleson fan so you know as it continued i became more and more uh, you know kind of involved with it and uh you know, like, I, I love the whole, how, like, it starts off where he's repeating the same thing every day, the same song, the same, like, they go to the store, they go to church, uh, he feeds her the same food, he eats the same burrito every single day. And then you can just see, like, it starts off with, like, man, this guy does so much for his wife. I'm like, God, he's he's amazing. He's just, like, an incredible human being. And then by the end of it, you can see how frustrated he's getting and how he's, you know, when he says, like, I love you before he kisses her goodnight, he, like, you can tell he, like, barely means it, you know? Like, it's all he can do just to say it. It's almost like it's just a, uh, he's not, he's just saying it out of out of practice, you know? Right, but then we learn yeah. why it is he's doing it. Sure, right, right, exactly. I'm so pissed when I learned, like, I should have known that. Obviously, obviously that's why he's doing the exact same thing, playing the exact same song every day, you know? Like, it just uh, slipped by me, but I don't know. I still, I still like it. I'm sticking with it. I, I mean, I did do a little bit of uh, trolling on the internet, read some blog posts, and, and clearly I'm in the minority. I think uh, Benita, a.k.a. Uh, Yoga Bond, posted basically similar ideas to, to what you've said. So, I don't know. I'll see. I, you know, I, but I, I get it. I get, I like, I, it's not like I say, oh, Dave, you don't get it. You're missing it. You, know, you get it. It's just like, I, but I, I agree. It is a freaking depressing ass show. And there are some moments of levity. And it started off like really interesting. And you forgot it wasn't quite so depressing. But now it's gotten back to that. Where like, I think last year we were talking about like, and I was at the point where like, I don't know if I'm going to watch this show anymore. It's just too damn depressing, you know. But I find it's, it's fascinating enough to keep me going despite the, the overall dark tone to it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, speaking of dark. Okay, that's a nice segue. Let's talk about Dark Angel, nice season one. two, episode nine. Medium is the message, which I guess is an somewhat of an allusion to Marshall McLuhan's "Media is the Massage." Uh, you probably don't, I don't even know what you're talking okay. about. Okay, Marshall McLuhan was a <laughs> a writer in the '70s who who basically wrote some pieces that examined the impact that the media was having on culture. And and at that time, it, it was really, you know, not that it didn't before that, but it, we were really having that explosion at that point. So, Right. Well, it's also like what uh, postmodernist art uh, is all about is that it's not so much like 
the images you're seeing, but just how it's presented itself. That is the message. That is the meaning of the painting. Right. You know, which is why people look at like a Jackson Pollock and say, it's just a bunch of lines, just a bunch of scribbles. But the fact of how he did it and everything, that that is it, the emotional. Im- so, you know, I, I took an art history class. So I'm all over this yeah, stuff. Now, yeah. so. <laughs> all right. Uh, written by Michael Angeli, directed Jeff Woolnaw. This one aired December 14th, 2001. I believe this was the last one in 2001. Uh, I think they took off for the Christmas and winter holiday and then came back in January. So... You know, I thought this was one of the strongest episodes of the season. This may be my favorite episode, certainly of season two. I'd have to go back and look at some of the titles for season one, but this was right up there for me. Yeah, it was, it did, no question. It was an excellent, excellent episode. Um, it's tough to tell because it's been so long since we watched uh, the others, uh, season two and season one. But, I, you know, I, I do, at the end of this one, I was like, that that was a really good episode. Definitely the best since uh, we've come back from Firefly. Yeah. Now, no jam pony, which, uh, you know, I, I think, which is why you like well, it so much. I, you think. Know, I knew you were going to say that. And, and I, I think it's funny because coming off of what I was saying about the leftovers, not that, not that this is, you know, oppressive and depressing, but uh, it, it was a, a more serious tone from beginning to end. And, and the humor. Yeah, but there, there's that whole, with Alec, a- absolutely. he's a comic relief. It's almost like sitcom-y with, with Alec. Right, but uh, but he's so thing. deadpan. He's so good. You know, his, yeah. his, his, you know, dynamic with Josh. Yeah, you don't have to tell me, man. I know, I know. I'm so, a big uh, Jensen Ackles fan, so. Yep. All right, well, we've returned to, you know, some of the intriguing story arcs. We got a lot of mystery. Uh, it's almost as if, you know, the long-term arcs have been revitalized and, and, and the episode ends with a lot of momentum. I mean, I, I mean, really, I, I, I can't wait until tomorrow when, when I can sit down and look at episode 10 uh, to You've find out. You've done that today, Dave. Well, I could have, but uh, I got behind. Uh, as you know, <laughs> when you called me tonight to ask me if I could go a little earlier, I was like, all right, I'm watching the episode on part of my laptop screen. I'm, I'm downloading my students' uh NaNoWriMo uh, pieces that were due today and then meanwhile I was trying to read the park article in the Baltimore Sun so right. uh, yeah I had a lot going That's, on you you're like you're, you're like like an octopus or something I'm just picturing like a bunch of you have like computers all around you and you're just your head is like spinning around <laughs> in a in a circle dude I know. I, that's amazing no well I'm not sure I got anything out of any of it but anyway so I mean one of the the core stories of this episode is that breeding program what's it all about who's behind it you know did it and manticore know of each other because obviously that that symbol Mm -hmm. you know is sort of a connection but yet the disdain that he has for like for manticore for yeah for all the transgenics and max you know like that is Obviously, they're not on the same team, you know. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's produced these people with, uh, with amazing abilities. I mean, obviously, Ma- I mean, Max. Ke- I mean, she kept herself from getting killed, but that was about it. But I think this guy's like, you know, we have amazing abilities too, and but we did it, you know, naturally, you know, by killing off sixty-six percent of our children. Which I didn't get that. Well, why? I. I mean, I, I mean, maybe we'll find that out, right? Because, yeah, yeah. I just assume we will because I, I, that I just kind of took like, oh, okay, they they killed two of every three kids. Okay, all right. I, I don't get it. 
I don't know, maybe there's some way of testing a fetus and they can tell whether it's going to be a super person or not. I don't know. Or I guess at that point they, they've been doing it long enough that... Uh, the third time is a charm. Well, guess, or right? that they, they were, you know, putting... I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you're exactly. I don't know either. Um, Max and Logan, did they both agree to resume the search for a cure at the same time, which is how yeah. the episode opens? Right. Yeah. 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 It looks. I mean, you know, they're both. I guess getting to that frustration point. Right? You know, it's time to. Well, I think with uh, Logan, when he thought he was injected with the the, the thing, the 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 disease or whatever, um, but it was just chickenpox, not injected. When he when he thought he caught it, when, when he thought he like inadvertently, you know, because his sister kissed Max, they kissed him. Right. That he inadvertently got some of Max on him. But yeah, he survived. So then I guess maybe that was just like kind of a, a wake up call for them. Like, hey, let's let's figure this out. Yeah. Um, too much of a coincidence that the woman contacting eyes only is White's wife. Or just a story vehicle. You know, the, the, the cynic in me says yes, Dave. But the, the realist in me says, well, exactly. It, 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 clearly, it's a story vehicle. But, um, you know, it's TV. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you come up with some complex plot that's going to take weeks for this to come about? No, just have it. And it's, it's kind of like fate, too, right? Well, you know, we talked last time about the, the scene where they were, we speculated, trying to humanize White as he's talking to his wife and then son on the phone. And then I, I think I really believe him that he says, my biggest mistake was falling in love with you, right? We should have killed you. Right. So, you know, he does have a heart. So, so you know, no, he doesn't. Well, okay, not at all. That's like that's like the most messed up thing to say to a person. Right? Well, darn, I fell in love with you, so I didn't kill you. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. But you I just couldn't let it go. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So, yeah, exactly. But you know, I I don't love you enough to not kill you now, right? Like I loved you back then when you shut your mouth, but now that you're trying to assert yourself, woman, well, nope. Now I'm going to have to kill you now. Sorry. Um, no, nah, he's a complete a-hole, man. Like, I think even more so now. Yeah, when you like, put it like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the worst. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure he, he thinks that he has good reasons for what he's done. And, I mean, the sick thing is, like, how the kid is on board with this, right? Yeah. He, at the end, he's like, how, what, you know, what's up with mom? You know, why is she not on board with this? What's her problem? Right. And it appears that the father told the the son about the fake kidnapping all along. Yeah. Yeah. And the kid's down. He's like, ah, okay. My mother's tearing her hair out, worried about me. Ah, that's okay. Yeah. No biggie. And yeah, I'll go off with a strange guy. You tell me to, Dad? Sure. I'm on it. Okay. Now, you know, I guess the comic relief, if you will, you, you mentioned with, with Alec, and, and certainly it was there, but I really like the Joshua storyline. You know, he's portrayed as artistic, even to the point of developing this artistic temperament. I, I mean, those were some of the best scenes of the episode. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I love the, uh, when he said they're kind of like dancing in front of him. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like, that, that's awesome, man. That's like, he's in the, like the artistic fugue state, you know, like. Yeah. So now, is this his ticket into society? That that you know, because he keeps re- repeating his mantra. You know, people fear what they don't understand. But because that was really a, a, a touching scene at the end. Sure. Yeah. Well, because I mean, where else could you find acceptance but in the the art world, right? Yeah. Like I mean, there obviously that is you talk about like 
the farther you get from a conservative, stodgy establishment. I mean, I'm sure there, there. I mean, there is that obviously, but like I know here in Baltimore, you know, like the the art scene, especially the young art scene, it, there's like super cool people. You know, they're just awesome and they are very accepting of other people. And despite their, you know, you know, or not despite it, but I mean, more. I guess in celebration of their, their differences, you know. Mm-hmm. So the, the art, like, if you want a place to be accepted, you feel like out of place and like weird and on the fringe. The art scene is the place for you. Yeah. Well, I don't, right? well, I don't know if you know it or not, but you know, my wife went to Maryland Institute. Did you, I did not know that. Yeah. I, I thought so. I just assumed she went to Loyola yeah. with you. No, nah, she went to Micah, and and her brother uh, went to Micah as well, and he works as an illustrator. So yeah, so. So yeah, you know. Yeah, she. Uh, oh my goodness, I'll tell you, there's nothing like Halloween at an art college. Sure. O M G. Some of the costumes <laughs> that that we saw when we went down there. That uh, like her brother and his friends, because her her brother's like about six or seven years younger than I am. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I love. I mean, I, I love. I, I love. You know, because like my brother-in-law used to live down. In, federal hill he was in bands and everything so he's like really into the 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 uh the music and the art scene down in baltimore and met a lot of really awesome cool people through that it was just excellent you know now everyone lives out in the suburbs now but uh you know back in the 90s it was pretty happening yep now i would tell you some of the costumes but i don't want to have to put the explicit tab (laughs) on the podcast so hey the uh, thing is you still married her after you know seeing some of those costumes all right so uh (laughs) but the other thing you know about joshua is this again not only his ticket to being able to step out into society but the whole misunderstood artist now you know we've heard the people don't you know people fear what they don't understand so now what they're gonna not understand his art i love it yeah so yeah all right now is max correct in thinking that white just brought this on himself sins of the father you know, bad things happen to bad people, all that. I mean, she justified in, in her thinking. Maybe a little bit, you know, but I, I think she also knows that, you know, I'm not going to, you know, just because, but she, she's not going to take it on the kid though, right? Uh, that's, you know, that's a tough one because obviously that's how she grew up. So she understands you don't blame the child. The child didn't choose this for himself. Right. And she might even be thinking, I have a chance to save this child, like for real, save him and and you know, break this pattern. We just don't know enough about. Yeah, right. Which is the beauty White's of whole it. deal. Right. We, yeah, ex- exactly. We don't know how deep and how how far reaching this project goes. Yeah, and but you know, we got way more information in this episode than we ever had because, like, just last episode, we we're still wondering well, what's who is this group that White works for? Like, what's their deal? And now at least we've learned a little bit about it. Right. I mean, so there's this connection between Manticore and the dig site and then clearly between White's group and the dig site. And obviously we know it goes back, I think, what was the farthest, 7,000 B.C., something like that. It was was a long time ago. Now, my question, you know, was genetic engineering really going on that far back? I mean, obviously the first way to look at it is that well back then they weren't engineering genetically the way they are now it was just selective breeding right but that's or was it is that but is that not like genetic engineering though right well it is but not you know i mean not in the same way it's not not as if you know like uh, manticore creating a cocktail you know 
you know, right. father, but, father but it puts is Picasso like a, in my cocktail. Right. But it's an old-fashioned way of doing it, right? The old-fashioned way was, well, let's get the biggest, the smartest, the strongest guy and breed him with the biggest, the smartest, the strongest woman, and they'll have the biggest, smartest, strongest kid. Right. But I think... Right? Which, which then, what well, that devolved into, like, the aristocracy are the best, so we can, you know, we only breed the people of the upper class with other people of the upper class, which then dwindling numbers eventually, well, so we, you know, breed the same people with the same family, so I'm marrying my cousin or my, you know, my whatever. And then you get, like, Europe right before World War One, where, you know, there's, like, you know, half a generation separating all the rulers of Europe, you know? Well, it's funny you said that, because today, wait a minute, Creon's going to put his son's fiance to death? Yeah. Wait a minute. Right. Aren't they cousins? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way they did it back then. <laughs> All right. But, you yeah. know, maybe yeah. I've been watching. Yeah. See? Case in point. Right? right. But maybe I've been watching too many ancient alien shows. But I start thinking, uh, you know, is that, were they really doing ain't, uh, genetic engineering back then? Are we going to get some kind of extraterrestrial intervention uh, i'm saying no okay All right. i'm thinking it's going to be like this very ancient or that has uh, been breeding selectively since thousands of years ago and they've created the the uber match okay right? yeah yeah sure and uh and so that's i think that's going to be the explanation because this show has never really wandered into supernatural right it's every everything said has had some kind of scientific explanation Right, but that wouldn't really be supernatural. That w- would still be science, just... Well, alien. Yeah, you're right, but I I think, yeah. Probably you're right. It's probably unlikely. They, they might have gotten there if they'd gone like five seasons or something, but... Yeah. All right. <laughs> They're really... All right, what are we going to do for the plot points? Uh, all right, Max is going to jump a shark. No, shit. All right, uh, let's see. Aliens. Yeah, okay, let's go with it. <laughs> all right, well, the kidnappers ha- have those RCF ID cards, which... It's the same that Renfro had uh, in episode 203, Proof of Purchase. So was she part of this cult as well? Yeah, I don't know. But why on earth do you wear your ID cards to a freaking kidnapping, Well, right? good point. Except he planned the kidnapping, so it really wasn't a kidnapping. Right, but did he want them to get caught? Well, I guess he didn't plan on Max being there. Right. So. But I mean, like, why? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, ID badges, like, probably like, hey, let's go kidnap this kid. Hey, dude. Why don't you take your ID badge just in case there's like cameras around and stuff, you know? All right. Good point. All right. So opening scene, we're at Joshua's. Max is going over the notes from the geneticist that they had hired to help her uh, get rid of the virus. And she's having trouble deciphering the writing. So Joshua, again, what a nice scene. He tries to help by providing light. (laughs) He pulls the light. It's almost like he doesn't associate the plug in the wall with providing the electricity. Yeah. I, I thought he was just like really in the feng shui and uh, you know, he was like trying like to rearrange the room uh, and, a little bit. And, and then we find out Logan's been going down a list of geneticists trying to find one that can help, but he's striking out as well. But Max, I'm sorry, Joshua's looking for a pencil for Max and he ends up eating some oil paint. I forget what the, <laughs> it, 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 it did have a food description. I forget what it was. Chocolate mousse. Oh, oh that's right. And so that's why he tastes it. Yeah. Um, 
And then that just leads him to paint over a piece that we presume father created or else it, you know, father had just bought it. Somebody else know, painted yeah. it. Well, yeah. I mean, did it look like it was completed? I don't know. Nah, I don't know either, but... But uh, but it's like this slapstick scene because he you know like he spits it out and and then he gets on the painting and, or he squeezes it as he spits it out he gets and then he squirts the paint on the painting and then he tries to wipe it off it makes it worse and then it just devolves until he finally just says he looks back like hmm and decides to go you know, yeah and, and then Max comes down and he shows her a pretty cool abstract expressionist portrait of father. And, right. and Max is looking at it, and, and, you know, she has the reaction, I think, that a lot of people have to abstract. Yeah, she says, dude, I so know that, dude. Well, <laughs> yeah, but she, <sighs> she has the reaction I think a lot of people have to abstract expressionism, which is, wow, that is really cool. What is it? <laughs> you know, and, and I guess to a certain extent, what does it matter? But that, well, exactly. I mean, the medium, as we said, the medium is the message, right? right? So it's not like, what is it? What, what form is being presented? It's the method by which it's presented is the meaning. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of this episode centered on Joshua's art. And I certainly hope we see more of him. And, and, you know, I don't know whether his artistic career is going to figure into the rest of season two, but it'd be nice if it does but either way alec takes some ham hocks that he's acquired yeah ham hocks okay uh yeah. <laughs> and, and gives them to joshua who apparently loves them uh, he says something about that ah, this will make up for me trying to kill you or <laughs> right but before that he like he comes into he whistles and says here boy yeah <laughs> uh but he sees the painting that joshua did and seems impressed and then we realize oh no and he's talking about the frame that he, yeah. he can sell the frame Right, which was that was really funny when they did that because you know we get like they look at and then he starts pulling just the frame off like oh he's just talking about the frame but then she's intrigued by the you know ironically by the the painting and not the frame right well even though even before that when when Joshua thinks that Alec really likes it and he wants to give it to him and then he he says oh hold on a second and then he goes down and he signs it right you know? yeah so. Yeah, so then we see Alec at the art dealer with the painting, and, and, and you know, like you said, he thinks he's trying to sell the frame, and she's stunned by what she sees, and clearly it's the painting she wants, not the frame. Ends up paying him 7000 but wants to meet the artist. And, That's a problem. Well, and, and, you know, she does articulate, I think, what a lot of people don't necessarily realize i mean i guess they do but but you know it's it's one thing to have the art she says they don't just want the painting hanging on their wall they want a connection to the artist and and i get that you know i've never really been like that you know my wife and i whether we go to a, a you know an art opening or a concert or whatever and she would always say well you know why don't why don't we hang around you know the 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 pianist is over there let's go talk to him tell him how much we liked and i guess i've never felt the desire to do that but i mean i guess yeah, you're like, I came out of the house. Isn't that good enough? Well, well let's yeah. get back there. <laughs> um, but, but you know, I, I get that. And, and we're not sure of her motives this early on. And, and it really, we're not really sure of her motives until the very end, you know, when she kisses him on the cheek. Right. Which, yeah. you know, I, again, I, I was, you know, really good writing. Well, I think, you know, it, it could have gone either way where when he finally lowered the painting at the end and she could have screamed and gone running off. But um, as is, she's just like, oh, and, and everyone knows about the transgenic. So it's not like 
people don't know that there's creatures out there that are different. It's been on the news, right? Well, right. Well, she even you know tells him that she understands now the emotion that's coming out of his painting, right? Right. That so it is literally somebody seeing the world for the first time because you've been held essentially a prisoner in Manticore. But you know she tells Alec that that her clients want to meet the artist. And obviously now Alec has a problem, but he does have $7,000, which on the one hand, I was surprised that he shares with Joshua. Now, whether it's 50-50 or not, I don't know. I, I, I get the feeling he took more than his 15%. Yeah, I, I would say he definitely did. Yeah. I mean, it's Alec for crying out loud. You know? like, but anxious to make more money from Joshua's painting, Alec starts pushing him to paint. And again, you know, if, funny scene but yeah I, again just like you you said uh i forget the word you used but just the the artist in oh the the artistic fugue state that he's in yeah you know and and he, you know it's very manic throwing paint on the canvas like uh, like jackson pollock Did you ever see that movie about uh pollock, pollock with uh, ed, uh, ed harris ed harris right oh no and i i really like jackson pollock's art so but I also don't like biopics by and large. Yeah, I don't either. But that that one was one of the better ones. You know. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna check good. It out. I'll check it out. But then Alec starts mentioning found objects in the papers, and the next thing you know, because these are all things that that Alec remembered. I don't know. Was her name Tina or Gina or you know the the art dealer? I forget. But he remembers her explaining what it was about Joshua's art. That, that really grabbed her. So he's telling it to Joshua as if Joshua knows what he's <laughs> talking about. Yeah. So here, put this in. And he starts grabbing the papers. And obviously the next thing you know, it's the notes that Max was going over related yeah. to the virus. It's like, D -d oh man. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but made for a pretty bitch and painting though. It does. Um, Rita, that was her name. Uh, okay. So Joshua, Lovely Rita, meet the maid. Uh, yeah, you haven't got one of those in in a while. <laughs> I know. I, that's how to take my shot. All right. Uh, so, so Joshua <laughs> wants to meet Rita, the art dealer. Good for my career. And I'm thinking, like, I love this. You know, because yeah. now he's got a purpose. I mean, look, sure. we get, and and I think he finally gets Max needing him to stay put because it is dangerous out there. But Definitely. now at least he's not just in the basement reading which you know in and of itself isn't the worst thing you could do yeah but still like to not be able to ever go out to just i mean you're you're in prison you're a prisoner yeah but he gets the money that uh alec gets from the second painting sale and you know of course we revisit the whole people are afraid of things that are different motif max returns to joshua's to find alec and joshua painting it's like what are you doing here you know, it, I know. Always the attitude with her, man. Like, Alec can't catch a break. Yeah, but, you know, we know it's only a matter of time before she finds out the fate of her notes. Right. But she Does she, I'm, I'm trying to think, does she really find out that they're in the painting? I, can't, I don't, not, not during the episode, no. Yeah, so, you know, she knows they're missing, and Alex says, well, we'll look for them while you're gone and all of that. But uh, it, it does provide a, another pretty cool story twist uh, that we'll get to in a second alec tries to get joshua number two back from the dealer who's got it in her private collection and you know he works out okay it's a two-for-one trade but then well I, I just i love how she looks at it just like oh oh these are terrible and alec's like but they, they look just like the other ones right which <laughs> is what 
the average person would say. Sure, absolutely. But then Joshua comes up with the idea, let's just steal it back, which is, well, wait a minute, isn't Alex supposed to be saying that? Right. right? That's what he but, and Max do. Well, Alex clearly thought of that, but he's like, well, she's going to totally know that we did it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Lost Max's papers, lost my muse, lost everything. And again, you know, just, you know, like, Eight, nine words, but just so powerful. Yeah, I'm just like, stop whining, you big baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, well. You're up like 14K, come on. Yeah, I guess so. All right, well, well, he wants to come clean with Max, but Logan interrupts, saves the day, and prevents him from having to do that. And then we see Joshua dropping in to steal back the painting, and that's when Rita catches him, holds him at gunpoint for a second, until he reveals himself and i don't know because she re- she's like immediately joshua so i don't know if it's the 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 tone of his voice or because there is obviously a gentleness to his voice which is sure. obviously in contrast to his size i thought they were going to get busy man is what i thought <laughs> was going to happen um, but are we surprised at her reaction to his appearance i guess which is stupid to say it out loud but i thought it could go one of two ways you know like either she screams and runs off or she's just like Oh, and totally is accepting of him. Uh, I'm not sure which I thought. I guess I thought equally it could go either way. Right. But I'm glad with the way it went. Right, but you know, you mentioned a few minutes ago, though, what better uh, world than the art world to be accepting of something that's different? Because that's Absolutely. what they always uh, worship, right? You're being different, sure. being unique. Right. All right, so the other storyline obviously revolves around the introduction of this second genetic engineering project, and, you know, we see Logan reaching out to Lydecker. So, you know, e- even though the inference is that Lydecker died in the car crash, I think Max is is right in that, nah, he's not dead. There's no way. Right. I mean, I didn't look at IMDb or anything, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I didn't either. But Lydecker's going to be back. Right. But we find out that his car was pulled out of a body of water. He's presumed dead. But Logan has photos from the scene that show some kind of archaeological dig site with bones. It's like, okay, that's pretty cool. Meanwhile, though, Logan's got that side job trying to find the missing daughter of a wealthy ad exec who is making a sizable donation to streaming freedom video. Even Eyes Only has to pay the bill. And I thought it was a kind of a neat twist that, you know, I, I know I brought that up at the beginning of the show. But, uh, you know, like you said, I mean, it's TV. It's 43 minutes. You got to get to it. So I, I like the way they did it. Yeah, well, and also it kind of throws us a bone because we have been wondering, how the heck, because he's not taking money from the family anymore. He doesn't have a job. Right. So how is he bringing the cash? How is he, you know, he can't, he doesn't have enough paintings to keep selling paintings. Right. Now, I I thought it was pretty interesting. She mentions to Logan that her husband thinks eyes only is a subversive, so he can't know that I'm meeting. And of course, then it pretty quickly and again i was glad that they got that out of the way early that you know though her husband is ames white so sure all right now logan you know he doesn't ask max to get involved helping to recover white's son but when he shows her the footage that reveals what we think at this point are two transgenics taking the boy she reluctantly goes with logan and i guess by definition they probably are transgenics um, just from a different well, project. I'm not sure. I guess we should look up. The, you know, because the, well, the transgenics are because they are are they're cross. Oh, good point. Across species, right? right? So no, they're 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 not transgenics. But 
Um, they are, you know, superhuman, I guess. Right. Good point. So Max and Logan tell White's wife the truth. You know, they shouldn't have to suffer because of you. And then Max reluctantly, as she often does, agrees to help get the boy back. Although, would she have done that had she known what the boy actually is? Maybe yes, because you kind of alluded to the fact that she would try to save the boy from the same kind of life she had. Yeah, exactly. And, and as she says, otherwise I'm no better than he is, right? Yeah. Like he knows, like White's the one who does cutthroat stuff and kills people and lets innocent people, you know, fade away, die. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, so I like the way she meets and then figures out what's going on here. You know, she goes to the warehouse, the two guys that are holding the kid. Well, it turns out they're not Manicore, no barcodes, but man, can they tumble, jump, and flip? Yeah. Yeah. So and that, that was when she saw the David barcode. She's just like, what the? Right. Yeah. But conveniently, they throw Max in the pit, take the boy, and then it turns out that the pit houses the archaeological dig that Logan referred to at the beginning. And we learned it's that like it was an oubliette. A, what's that? It's like an oubliette. Oh, okay. You know, oubliette. I don't. So actually, yeah, it was I the learned. name of an X Files episode, but I don't. Was yeah. it? Um, like back in the day, like in the castle, like some fans would have like this room down the basement in the dungeon, beyond the dungeon, underneath. It's, it's like French for a place of forgetting where if you like really piss someone off, they just throw you down there and lock you in there and no one can hear you or nothing. You just stay down there until you starve to death. Oh, okay. Or actually, probably guess you die of thirst first. All right. Well, that that makes some sense. But uh, we find out that it was a Coloma burial ground in the early 1800s, right? This is Logan telling Max what he's found out. Uh-huh. And that. It's like, well, what was the manticore symbol doing there in the early 1800s, right? And then I think we flash to the scene, you know, where she's remembering the the walking stick that Joshua found when they first uh, took over father's house. And Max asks Logan, you know, what he's found out about the dig and what's the connection. And then he tells her that he found another one of these symbols in a Mesopotamian burial chamber, 5000 BC and Andean tomb, 2000 BC. And he posits that manticore or some form of manticore has been around a lot longer than they realize. So on the one hand, why couldn't it just be that manticore liked the ancient symbol and took it for their own? Right. Although yeah. obviously but it's, it's a little cooler to think that it's like this society that's been, you know, around for thousands and thousands of years. Right now, why is Lydecker carrying around photos of the same dig site? So, so I know we're going to see Lydecker again, not that we needed this piece of uh, yeah. detail to think that. I miss Deck, though. Yeah. No, I do, too. And, and even Max says she does. It's like, you know, look, you know, when the guy's been following you around for your whole life, you kind of miss him. Right. And, like uh, They're talking about White, and uh, what does she say? It's like, um, uh, she basically says, uh, it's just, oh, it, it's somehow it's not the same with him. You know, like, yeah, he's an okay bad guy, but he's just not Deck. Like, Deck was an awesome bad guy, you know? Um, like, and I guess some of that has to do with the fact that he seemingly is on their side now. But, you know. Well, the two of them call White with ransom demands as he and his wife go to make the exchange. Max follows on her bike. I don't think we've seen those dark glasses before, have we? They were very cool. Almost as cool as the, uh, you know, the yellow tint ones. Yeah, I still like the yellow. Uh, I do, yeah, too. I do, too. Cool. But these are still pretty cool. But it turns out, yeah. as we said before, White set the whole thing up. 
And then we get that information that his wife was merely a host as part of the genetic engineering project. He tells her that the hosts were usually killed, but he fell in love with her. But then, like we were saying earlier, what's the deal with the first two? I mean, did they did did the births just result in you know stillborn children or well, they, they they weren't births, right? They were miscarriages. Okay, right? that's that's what they said, but right. So oh yeah, it could have been anything. Yeah, right? so so we don't really know. But it, as you said, it seems as if the third time was the charm. But that seems to be the pattern right. pattern throughout. So sure, you know, we don't really know any more than that at, at this point. We don't know nothing. But uh, meanwhile, Max is watching from the window while she's talking to Logan, who's hacked into Lydecker's voicemail that contains a message about the dig site. So we got all this. And, and look, they better deal with this in episode 10. I'm going to be <laughs> I'm going to be upset. Uh, they might put it in the back burner for one. They're going to have just an all jam pony episode well, next. Right? I'm not going to go all leftovers on you, but uh, uh, you're going to you're going to watch uh, the leftovers, Dave. Uh, no, I meant the I'm d- I'm done with Dark Angel. Oh, right. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Um, all right. So Max, swoops. I don't believe it. You tried you tried to bail on Game of Thrones, and you did. I think you'll stick with leftovers. yeah that yeah. Good good point. Forgot about that. All right. So uh, <laughs> Max swoops in to save the wife, and. It, it now becomes clear that White himself must have been part of this parallel project. Sure, because right? he yeah, kicks think, the crap out of Max. Right, you man. think you and your Manticore buddies are special. Well, you're not, you know. And Well, she can't best yeah. him physically. He gets away. Obviously, the police arrive. So uh, the wife is safe, but White and the son get away. Yeah, I, I like that because he's like pain is a phantom of the mind, and he cracks her in the face, and then he's gone, right? Yeah. And then, you know, we, uh, right, and then we see the scene where, uh, you know, the son's uh, being put into a limousine and, you know, he's going to go off to be with people that are like us. And, and the kid yeah. doesn't seem to be afraid. He just says, you know, you're going to come, you know, you're going to come see No, me. he's not afraid at all. He's, he's down with the program. Yeah. Um, and then White takes off his wedding ring and drops it in the street. And I'm wondering if that's going to be again one of those things that comes back to haunt him is the you know they're going to like get the ring and be able to get dna from white or i, I don't uh, know yeah maybe i mean i just thought it was a it was more than just you know symbolic of him uh, ending the relationship with his wife yeah i don't know but uh yeah could be um, possibility uh and then you know we get that final scene that that we mentioned a little bit the art dealer realizes that Joshua's Manticore, his first paintings were from someone who was free for the first time. And then that that line, you're too good for us, Joshua. Paint for yourself because that's what your soul must do to survive. Don't do it for us. We don't deserve it. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking like, okay, so when's the other shoe going to fall? And then she kisses him on the cheek and it's like, no, she means it. Yeah, that's what I totally thought they were going to bone, man. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, positive. I didn't think that, but... Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, look, I know I've said a bunch of times that I need... Would they have done it doggy style, Dave? <laughs> and... I, you know, I said that fully, reason you're probably going to edit it out, but yeah, maybe. I'll take, take a shot. And we devolve <laughs> further. All right. Uh, <laughs> I know I've said many times that, that I, I love... I think we could go further if I really try. <laughs> I love my Space Needle endings, but I got to say, this was awesome, right? So... 
Joshua returns with the painting. That was a really nice one, yeah. Finds Max sleeping in a chair. He grabs a blank canvas and begins painting. And what's he paint? Is he painting her? You know, he, he mentions that she's his muse. So I'm guessing it's it's a portrait of her. And it'll be interesting to see yeah. if we do, in fact, get to see it, what it looks like. Well, here's what, so it's so funny because like my son was just upstairs watching Neighbors, which I don't know if I should be letting him do it, but he's seen it like three times already. So, but you know, there's this one scene in Neighbors where it's like they had a frat party and these guys are like posing this big tableau and there's a guy like he looks like he's drawing it and then they show the, the guy what he's drawing and it's just like stick figures right next to each other. So that's kind of what I pictured that, uh, that Joshua was doing here. He's just like, like stick figure max on the couch or something oh no no he's gay come on you can see the the subtlety the curves of his brush strokes no 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 he's now it (laughs) might not be may not be representational but right well that's not how he he works well not so far so so we'll see but you know really really good episode i mean I, i i love how they set us up for so much more and I guess the good thing is that it's not a 13-episode season, so we, we do have a chance to get some of these ideas and story arcs fleshed out a bit. Yeah, we got, yeah. there's plenty of episodes left for this, but, but then that's it. Yeah, then that is it for sure. Uh, well, next time I'm going to mention some of the new shows that are coming up in December, especially um, Librarians just started, so that was really cool. Ooh. Yeah, man, yeah, I'm, I into, loved I'm it. into that. I'm loved one behind. It. Loved I'll, it. I'll maybe watch that later tonight. So, yeah, you should. All right, awesome. but anything else about uh, Dark Angel? Well, I think we, I think we got this one, Dave. Okay, or Life, the Universe, or anything. So, you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, want to thank you for joining us tonight. Love to hear from you about Dark Angel. You know, still Firefly or anything else you think we should be watching. Also like to encourage you to join the Facebook group. And if you're already a member, spread the word. Emails to sci-fi TV rewatch at gmail.com or voicemails via the speak pipe tab, which you can access through the website. We'll be back next week with episode 10 of dark angel entitled brainiac. But until then, you know, Dave, you hear all the excuses as a teacher with homework, but I mean, the best one just came the other day and I heard one kid say this to another kid. He says, Tell her your dog ate them. Tell her you ate them. <laughs>